From San Diego, California, this is a One Extraordinary Marriage Show. Where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call or text us on the Hug Hotline at 858-876-5663 or send us an email to hugs at oneextraordinarymarriage.com. This is part one in our new series, Romance Defined. Today, we're talking about this word and the impact it has on marriages. And many of you may recognize this quote. It's actually a movie line from the movie, The Notebook. And it says, so it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. We're going to have to work at this every day. But I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you forever. You and me every day. And one of the things we're going to actually do during this series is that all of the quotes are going to be from movies, from, you know, romance movies that kind of, you know, just generate that thought process as we talk about what does it mean to have romance defined in your marriage? But first we start each and every show with a hug and a hug is an opportunity for you to hear from someone else in the one family, someone whose marriage has had breakthrough or or they've experienced transformation. And this hug comes from an IG direct message that we received that said, I just found your podcast and started listening today. Halfway through one, I was almost in tears of joy that I finally found a real and relatable podcast. Mm. My husband and I have recently hit a struggle in our marriage and I've been searching for something that we could relate to. Thank you. Awesome. Love it. That's what we love to hear. You know, and and don't forget folks, share. Mm -hmm. There's somebody out there right now in your life, someone in your community, maybe a neighbor, a friend, a coworker, you don't know where they're at. Share. Because you could be a blessing in someone's life this week. Well, and I actually experienced that myself where I like, connected with somebody on Facebook and she didn't make the connection until we were conversing about something. And then she was like, oh my gosh, I share the podcast with everyone I know. And, and just the debt of gratitude that we have for all of you when you do that. And, you know, as we've been covering coronavirus and, and its impact on marriage, you know, we just did this series on navigating the pandemic together. And, you know, there, there's a lot of heaviness in the world around that. And we actually wanted to, you know, we started thinking, we're like, what does the one family need? You know, what is going on with all of this, you know, shelter in place and be at home and homeschool? And Heck, what do we need? What do we need? Yeah, this uh, this is not just for you guys. This is for us. And, and we started going, we started thinking, okay, what does that look like? What do we want to bring to the one family? And we realized that, you know, we need a little more romance. Mm. We're spending all this time together. We're, we've got people in the house all the time, except for like the one hour that we've had so far during coronavirus when both of our kids were out of the house at the same time. Um, but romance, this word, we want more of it, but that's, that's actually where we started realizing there's a huge struggle mm-hmm. because you know, what is romance? in 2020. What, what does that word mean? What happens if it's missing for your mar- from your marriage? How do you know it's missing from your marriage? What if your spouse doesn't know how you want to be romanced or, or what happens if the, the romance fades over time? Or what if you could d- rediscover the romance and make this a strength in your marriage? And you know, as I, even as I'm sharing those questions, you're like, Elisa, that's a lot of what ifs it's what if, what if, what if, but that's where we have to go sometimes. Mm-hmm. When we're looking at things that are maybe not in our marriage, things that we want to bring into our marriage, it's not just the what if or all the what, you know, the, all the negative and the missing parts. What if we can rediscover this? What if we can make this a strength in our marriage? What if we can understand not just what the word means to ourselves, but more importantly, and, and we're going to be talking about why this is so important in just a minute, more importantly, why, what the word means to our spouses. Mm-hmm. 
because it's not just enough for us to have our definitions and y'all know with a word like romance, I'm actually going to want to share a definition with you. And this actually blew me away. I went to Merriam Webster. I didn't even just Google it. I'm like, you know what? I need like real life dictionary, Mm -hmm. Merriam Webster. I wish I, like, I still remember back in the day in schools when we would have like the five inch thick Merriam Webster dictionary, like every classroom had one and you would flip and it was like a whole, you know, experience to look things up in the dictionary. If you don't know, Elisa loves books. She, she is, she is a book worm and she loves, you know, even with all the electronics and we have Kindles and iPads with Kindle on them and all that, we've actually gone back to books. Elisa, she loves them. So when she's talking about a dictionary, her, her heart is just full of joy. I sound like such a nerd when you say that. (laughs) But it's just, it's just the truth. I mean, I've, I've even had to recognize that over the years and, and, and I'm just saying, hey, if you are, by all means, I've actually had to go back to just paper books myself. I cannot read on electronics anymore. And so when you were bringing it up, I did remember. And it, it sort of brought back a little bit of that nostalgia of like, wow, what, remember what it was like to to go through those pages and, and read what a definition for a word was and, and you know, tracking it down. And that was part of it because if you didn't know what something meant, the teacher or your parents would say, well, go look it up. Didn't, we didn't Google it. We didn't shout out to Alexa, Alexa, what does this word mean? We had to like go and actually get involved in the process of learning what a word means. And I think, you know, as we're talking about romance being defined, I think this, we almost have to have that same physical experience Mm -hmm. of understanding what that means. And so going to Merriam Webster dictionary, of course I did have to go to Merriam Webster dictionary dot com because we don't actually have a physical dictionary in our house. But the very first definition was a medieval tale based on legend, chivalric love, and adventure, or the supernatural. It isn't until you get to the third definition that says an emotional attraction or aura belonging to an especially heroic era, adventure, or activity. Definition number four, love affair. So there were five different definitions. I'm not going to go into all of them, but I think it's interesting that it first started out like romance was used as a story mm-hmm. first and foremost, but it wasn't until we get to the third definition that we start talking about all the feelings involved in it. And I was sharing something with the position of the month club that we were going to be doing this series on romance. And I'm so grateful to the members of the position of the month club because one of them pointed out that when we first wrote stripped down in 2010, that I had actually included a definition. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm grateful to you guys being a resource for us. But she said, Elisa, remember you said a true act of romance requires creativity, sincerity, and selfless giving inspired by love. And I'm like, wow, I sounded brilliant. Not only do I know how to use a dictionary, but every once in a while, I actually have a great quote in there. But we're looking at these definitions and saying, what does it look like? And what did it look like? As you define romance, I want you to actually start to think, what does, what does this mean in our marriage? Mm-hmm. Not what you see on Instagram, not what Hollywood puts up, but if you, if you were to look at your marriage and go, do we have a romantic marriage? Is romance quality in our marriage because i will tell you when tony and i first got married or not even when we first got married when we first started dating right romance was taco bell at midnight you guys have heard this story we've shared it a lot you know Th- that was for you oh, i think well, romance for you was taco bell at midnight because okay. you love bringing up i that do love story. bringing up that. that is one of my favorites. for me romance was those drives we would take up like left-hand, left-hand canyon, canyon. The, the the drive we'd take up to chautauqua park to me that was romance not going to Taco Bell. You for, you, for for some reason I don't know. I'm fixated on the whole Taco Bell at midnight. Taco Bell 
at midnight, at when, midnight. We first, yeah. when we first it was just i think it was because it was different and maybe because i went to school in a really small small town we didn't even have a taco bell right until like my junior year um but it was, yeah, like those were the different things. I remember the romantic gestures in that first year. And keep in mind, this was 1994, 95. Mm. So ra- romance, I'm just going to put it out there, changes over time. Right. It can, it may not. And yet if you haven't discussed this with your spouse and you guys have, haven't gotten on the same page, you may be missing each other mm-hmm. in this department and feeling frustrated why your husband or your wife is not romancing you. That's why we have to have this conversation mm-hmm. because whether it's Taco Bell or drive up left hand Canyon or sending cards in the mail, like Tony and I, you know, I, I mean, I have a box of cards that Tony sent me from that first year because we were long distance because, you know, we have the long distance phone bills. We had them for years to prove it. You know, these were the things that we did. I remember when he sent me roses on our first Valentine's day. And I just actually shared this with him a few weeks ago, probably when we were talking about the roses, maybe it was right around Valentine's day because our first Valentine's day together. I, was, I don't even remember this conversation. I was in Indiana. Well, sometimes, you know, maybe romance is listening. Just, okay. just saying, Ooh. maybe. Um, so our first Valentine's day, Tony sent me three red roses. And do you remember where I'm going now? No, I don't. Okay. I I don't even remember sending you the three red roses. uh, (laughs) My goodness. So it was our first Valentine's Day. I lived in a sorority house. Engagements were a really big deal. Now I know where we're going. Okay. Thank you. So, and in the sorority house, when a delivery came, they would announce it. You know, so they would say, my maiden name is Torres. They would say, Lisa Torres, you know, delivery in the foyer. And so I remember getting so excited because I heard the page and I'm like, oh my gosh, he drove out here. He's going to be here. It's going to be like this whole epic. I had this whole thing in my head. Like it's going to be epic. He's going to be in the foyer. He's going to get down on one knee. I'm going to get the ring. Mind you, we'd never talked about marriage at this point in time. And so I get far downstairs. from it at this point in time, I get downstairs. I mean, this is how crazy, you know, and how skewed romance can get. And they're like, no, it's, it's back in our phone room. And so I walk around and I'm thinking, oh, he's hiding. And I get back in the phone room and I get told, oh, the flower guy just left. And I'm like, okay, so he's not here. And so I'm thinking, all right, no worries. I got a dozen red roses. Like, like I'm thinking this is, this is, <laughs> this is going to be good. Like I'm going to have a big bouquet and I get three red roses. Which, you know, kudos to him for remembering Valentine's Day, getting them married on... Wow, you make it sound like... I would remember that. Hey, as a poor college student, you're stretching at that point point in time in my life. But I went from thinking I was getting, you know, like my romantic brain, Hollywood style, sorority girl style as a senior, was like, you're getting engaged to my romantic three red roses. And it was funny because we were just talking about this. I think it was around Valentine's Day this year. And just how that perception and what we think about romance is is such an overwhelming, can be an overwhelming factor. Now, though, I know how to romance you with flowers. It's sunflowers. And you, and you do like a bouquet of mm-hmm. sunflowers. It doesn't matter how many. It could be, it could be honestly two or three or mm-hmm. it could be a bundle. And yet I have learned over the years that is, that is something that is romantic to you. Uh, And you've said it many a times, you'd rather have those in, than a bouquet of red roses. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's for you. I mean, again, for you guys, it may be something completely different and me getting Elisa sunflowers isn't something that's like on my calendar. We know folks who that is, that it's on the calendar because he wants to remember those moments for his wife. For me, it's not that way. Right. And, 
you know, as we talk about this and what this looks like to have this word defined and, and Tony just, you know, gave you kind of a definition of that whole spontaneous, you know, what works for you type of thing. But, you know, we're at a time and place in our lives where, where these words, you know, romance and romantic and romantic comedies, they're all around us, you know, and so there's this, this overwhelming sense that there should be romance and yet it feels so elusive in our individual marriages, mm-hmm. right? Like, ah, I just want you to be, I mean, I hear things all the time. Like, I just want you to be more romantic, right? A, a wife or a husband will say that to me in a coaching session. And I just, you know, I have a blank look on my face and I said, well, well, what does that mean? Because you say that to me and, and I don't know if that's flowers. I don't know if that's rose petals. I don't know if that's, you know, candlelight dinner in the back patio. Like, I don't know. And the problem is, is that we're not communicating this because we're all operating from our own definitions. I think we're operating from our own definitions. And yet we're also operating from the Hollywood fairy tale that romance is a one size fits all. Mm-hmm. That it, it that it really is the rose petals and the fireplace and the candles. So it, 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 it's conditioned us to go, well, that's romance. And if I don't have that, then... We don't, we're not being romantic. And what we're, we're sharing today is that your romance is yours. It's what you guys set it up to be. Don't allow Hollywood or some, something that you're reading, some, some book that you're reading or magazine define that for you. Don't allow your friend's romantic getaway, get you all riled up because theirs might be different than yours. Mm Mm-hmm. And I know that's sometimes tough because we'll get in those places and, and it's almost like you got to you, you gotta just put a, a hard break and you got to flip the switch and go, whoa, 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 that's my friends. Let me, let me, let me be happy and joyous for them, but what's mine? What's ours? Right. And let us live our marriage out romantically. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, we went to Instagram like we do whenever we want to know what the one family thinks because I will tell you, Um, there's, and I just want to, we don't share this very often, but I I do want to just put this in here. I know that I could go to, you know, a million different Google studies. I know I could, you know, find out what all the researchers and the psychologists and everybody else say for some of these things. But at the end of the day, you're all part of the one family. And ultimately the only thing that matters to Tony and I, when it comes to what's going on in these areas of marriage is what is going on in your marriage, what Mm -hmm. is happening with real life people who are interacting with us. And that's why every week you'll see questions from us as we're cultivating shows, as we're creating this, because we want, this is your show, Mm -hmm. right? We want to know what you think and we want to be able to share that with others. And so we asked the one family on Instagram, you know, how do you define romance? And the answers were things like an act that deepens the emotional connection doing something special for your spouse because you know they like it, vulnerability, thoughtful, thoughtful pursuit, over-the-top affection. And you know, these are great definitions. However, I don't know if you're listening to this, if that's given you any more meat for your own marriage than, than you know, where you were at the top of the show. And so we want to talk about how you can get the clarity around this word romance, how you can define it right after the break. Stress, hormone changes, and lack of sleep can impact your skin, causing issues like dryness, dark spots, and acne. I know the closer I get to 50, the more aware I become of this. OneSkin, today's sponsor, offers a simple skincare routine to address these concerns at a cellular level. OneSkin has developed a proprietary peptide called OS1 that's scientifically validated to improve the health of your skin beneath the surface without irritation or a complicated multi-step routine. 
I use the OS1 face topical supplement on my face and neck, which often needs a little extra care with age. Additionally, the OS1 eye supplement helps keep the under eye area fresh, even on little sleep. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company. By focusing on the cellular aspects of aging, One Skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer. Get started today with 15% off using code OEM at oneskin.co. That's 15% off oneskin.co with code OEM. After you purchase, they'll ask you where you heard about them. Please support your show and tell them we sent you. So like I said earlier, you know, I get into these coaching conversations and people will say, well, I, I want romance in my marriage. I want us to have a more romantic marriage, but I don't know what that looks like. And, and it could be because you don't know what it looks like after kids or during COVID or after a period of disconnect or dealing with health issues or after infidelity or job loss, right? And I would even add just being married for a long time mm -hmm. or married for a short time. I, I feel like that is valid. We, we, we don't walk into this thing called marriage going, oh, I know what romance is and I know how to do it perfectly. I think it's a learned skill. I think it's something that we need to learn and then adjust as life goes on. And as Elisa said, after or during certain periods and seasons of our lives. Mm -hmm. And one of the really important things that I, I want to share with you all here at the start of this series is that it's going to be really important for you to define what romance means for yourself. I've sat across from people and said, well, what does that mean? You know, define romance. And they're like, oh, I, good question. I don't know what that means. Well, here's a little insight. Your spouse is not going to be able to romance you unless you know how you want to be romanced. And this may be one of those where you need to sit down and you need to ponder it. Journaling, even this morning, I was, I had a question to be asked and answered. And typically I can, I, I get into my prompts and, I, and I'm like, boom, let's go. And this one sort of took me a, a minute or two to, to really sort of formulate what do I think that means? Mm -hmm. And so it may take you a little bit to, to, to word it out. And it may be a long paragraph, and then you can always taper it down and go, this is what it means to me. Yeah. So this week, you know, ask yourself first and foremost, the question, how do I define romance? Yep. There it and, is. And, and until, until you have an answer, keep thinking, keep journaling, right? Start with you because you can't share it with your spouse until you know the answer. And then it's going to be really important to ask them. Here, here's a question for you though, too. And I, and I want to bring this up. I know for myself, I've gotten into journaling more this year. It's the first time in many, many, many years. You have been into journaling for many years. You, 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 I've you, got journals everywhere. everywhere. I mean, they're just, they're, they're stacks of them. And, and, and I'm glad you do because yeah. they're going to be your story that we're going to be able to read. So for somebody who doesn't, what do I do? Like I don't journal and I know you and I have made mention of that at different times throughout the show. But what do, what do I do if I'm not that person who wants a journal? Well, there are a lot of different ways to get your thoughts together, right? Some people, I personally think it's very therapeutic uh, and, and just a good physical exercise to actually hand write. Mm -hmm. um, I, I love the, I, we've already established in the show that I love the feel of books. I love the feel of paper, fun pens, things like that. So for if me, I was paper, she would touch me all the time. Uh, and almost speechless, but not quite. Um, think about that though. If I was paper, you would touch me. I, I, I need to figure that out. I need to just like get like, like I, I need wonder, to get, I need to get a paper suit. All right. Somebody send Tony a paper suit. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to do with that. Anyway, 
So going back to your journaling question, mm -hmm. let's focus here. Let's focus. Focus, focus. So some people like the long form journaling. Mm -hmm. right? Where they just, you know, paper, pen, it's all free form thinking, that type of thing. So for some people, that's really intimidating. I have mm -hmm. a lot of coaching clients for whom that's just too much. And so I'll tell folks, you know, the idea of bullet journaling, but not like the whole bullet journaling, like creative thing, like literally put two or three bullets on a sheet of paper okay. or in your notes app, right? Where you've got your phone with you. Maybe you're just more comfortable with the electronics and you could write at the top of your note, if, you know, whether it's on paper or in your phone, you could write, how do I define romance? And then for some of you, it'll be a challenge to come up with two or three points. points. Mm -hmm. Others, you will write a whole page or 10. You know, it doesn't, there's, I think the thing that holds up a lot of people when it comes to journaling is they think that there's a right way to do it. Mm -hmm. And there isn't. What's important is that you are giving yourself permission to spend a few minutes or a lot of minutes, again, no right way, to just get in touch with your thoughts and give yourself permission to answer a question. Another way too is if, it, it's helpful for you to just speak, mm -hmm. then just put your microphone on and speak it out and just, this is what it is. And so having that free flow and it may not, you know, you may just be out on your own on a walk, just doing your thing mm -hmm. and just speaking. Okay. It's this, it's this, it's this boom. You have it transcribe that. And now you have it in a written form. Yeah. Or don't transcribe. I mean, you don't, the transcription is one of those things. You don't have to. I'm just saying if it's something that you want though, to be able to share with your spouse, mm -hmm. it, it makes it a little, maybe a little more helpful that way. Yeah. So you define it for yourself and then have the conversation with your spouse to understand their definition. Because, you know, kind of like with the love languages, you can be trying to romance them the way you define romance, but if it's not how they define romance. We're missing. You're missing. You want to romance them the way they want to be romanced. The second question you need to ask yourself this week and as a couple is what do we see as the challenges to us being romantic, right? There can be a lot of things that you're not even aware of because you've never asked this question, but it could be, you know, we're struggling in our emotional intimacy. Mm -hmm. And so that's keeping us from doing, you know, being romantic, doing those gestures. It could be, we feel we're short on time. And it just feels like there's too much on our plate. It could be money because we want to be able to do romantic dates or outings or, or gifts and that type of thing. And you're like, okay, how do we do this with our finances? One that came to my mind is exhaustion. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like it, even in our day to day, the romance gets pushed to the side because I'm exhausted. I, I'm just like, there's a lot on our plate. There's a lot happening. And to think to do that, is just like one more thing that needs to happen. Now, does it have to happen every day? No. And yet that can be one of those places where it's just like, I'm exhausted emotionally, physically, mentally, spiritually. I'm just, oh. Well, and the thing that I would say to that, it literally popped into my head as you were just talking about that is making romance a part of the beginning of your day. Mm. You know, kind of like the show we did, um, Stop Serving Those Leftovers, right? Instead of making it, you know, getting to the romance, after you've done everything else, what can you, how can you start your day being romantic before you're exhausted and depleted and the kids and, and everything else? And there may be other things that are challenges to you being romantic, but you have to know that as the team, that is the two of you so that you can address it as the team so that you can overcome it. Mm -hmm. And the third question that the two of you need to ask and, and, you know, ponder and dig into is what makes it, and this is a give and take, what makes it hard for you to receive romance or romantic gestures from me? And I didn't even think about this as a challenge or as something that a couple needs to talk through until I was having a conversation with some coaching clients a few weeks ago. And we were talking about this romance and I asked the wife, you know, how do you want to be romance? She's like, oh, I don't, I don't really know. 
and she started to elaborate and she was sharing, I really struggle with receiving romance from him because I feel like the only time that he chooses to be romantic is when he's kind of buttering me up for sex. Right. Like the only time the only time we see romance is if there's like a sexual expectation on the back mm-hmm. end. And that's a very real, you know, situation that makes it hard for one spouse or the other to receive romance if it only is like a giving with an expectation. Mm-hmm. So that's something that the two of you or maybe it's only ro- you t- the two of you are only romantic when you're making up after a fight. So it's like we go, we go, we go, we go, we go. We, you know, we have a blow up and then the romantic gestures come. Or maybe you've been disappointed so much in the past or there's been, you know, these unmet expectations that you put a guard up around receiving romance because you're like, "Mm, why are you doing this? Are are you only doing this because we're disconnected right now? And, And that leads to the last one that can be a challenge is that, you know, like with anything in our marriage, you know, the consistency matters. Right. Yeah. Being romantic once a year on an anniversary or a birthday means that there's 365, or three, depending on a leap year, 364 other days where maybe you're not. Mm-hmm. And so while it's nice, and I'm not saying don't be romantic on, on that special day, what does it start to look like as you have this understanding of how romance is defined in your marriage by your spouse? What does it look like for you to give romance a higher, you know, moving up higher in your day? And to be more consistent with romance, what could you shift in your marriage if you had that understanding and the commitment to just be more intentional? I'm not saying you have to be romantic 24-7. That, that's like, let me be real clear. That is not what we're saying with the show because it's unrealistic and we can't do it ourselves. So we're not going to ask you to do something we're not doing. So just as an example, right now, being romantic for Elise and I are, again, you're looking at flowers, mm-hmm. cards every so often. Um, I would even say, you know, our walk and talks, which we've missed out on and have missed out on, on our beach. Those, those are romantic for us. I think there is some romance in that. Last night though, we, we, we had a long day and we needed to stop by the post office. And afterwards I just said, Hey, you know what? Let's go grab a little something, a little treat for each other. And we ended up going through Jack in a Box. We got a shake and we just went for a drive. Mm-hmm. And you know what? For me, that was a bit of romance. It was a bit of just a getaway. It was a bit of just talking to one another as we sipped that shake. It was a really heavy shake in the beginning. It was hard to... Really like, thick. Is really thick, saying, heavy, hard. hard to hit thick, whatever. But I was just like, this is romance. And for me and where we are, I like this. Mm-hmm. And it was just a, like a little 20 mile drive we just took out on the road and, and just sipping that shake and, and just talking to one another. And it was great. And you know what? It did lead to more that night and it was fun. But I just think about just the simple things, something simple as that really just for me was just sort of like, oh man, just a good connection point mm-hmm. and a way to, for us to be romantic to one another. Absolutely. And, and that's what, that's what we want this series to do for the two of you. Mm-hmm. We want you to not only be equipped with a definition that you can work with, but as we go through this series, we're going to be talking about, you know, what wives are looking for and what husbands are looking for, because you might be surprised what your spouse is looking for. We want you to have the conversations and the connection around this. And so that's what we're going to be building out in this series. Yeah. Yeah. This week though, it's all about romance defined. What does romance mean to you? Take this week 
to just sit down for a few minutes and write it down, speak it out, know what it means to you, and then get some time and share it with your spouse. Take 10 minutes, just go, hey, you know what? Let's just sit down and and just share. What does romance look for us? It, It doesn't have to be more than that right now. It's more of just like, this is what it is. And maybe you don't even want to have the conversation with them. Maybe it is a card to just share. This is what romance means to me. Because we're going to start diving in a bit more come next week when we go into part two, what wives are looking for. We're excited for this series and we're excited for you as you start jumping into what romance really means and what it looks like for your marriage. You guys have yourself a fantastic week. We'll catch you next week. Love you guys.